Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story of a drunk driver in New Brighton, Minnesota starts out like most, but then takes a sudden turn. It starts with police pulling over 60-year-old Valerie Jean Johnson for doing 54 and a 40. Then officers found her registration was expired on her vehicle, and then that her breath smelled of alcohol. That, of course, got the woman out of the car for for some field sobriety test that she failed, and then a trip to the breathalyzer machine where she blew more than twice the legal limit. Probably not the best day for the police, considering that they were technically arresting their boss, as Johnson is the mayor of New Brighton, Minnesota. (laughs) I'm glad you had a story about uh, somebody overindulging there, Cliff. Why is that? Because I had on my mind this morning some... The story that I read about this morning when I got here. Mm-hmm. In Russia, a guy woke up in the morgue okay. after he got so drunk that he was actually declared dead. They thought it was all <laughs> over for him. He was so drunk, it looked like he was dead. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't know what you call that, besides excessive drinking, of course. Would that be like three sheets and a toe tag to the wind? <laughs> Yeah. Is that what that is? Three sheets and a toe tag to the wind. Yesterday, since I was gone, I was not anywhere around a radio. I had one in my car, but I don't like listening in the car. Right. And I wasn't in the area, so I didn't really know what to listen to. Okay. But being gone that one day, I got to thinking about radio. Radio. What a terrific invention. Okay. Radio was when it started and continues to be. Now, if you want proof that radio is amazing. Think about this. Yeah. The ancient Mayans mm-hmm. never had radio. Yes. And they're all dead. That's how amazing radio <laughs> is, Cliff. <laughs> is that not true? Well, I mean, you know, Christopher Columbus never had radio. And he's dead. But that's just one guy. This yeah. is a whole civilization. You mean like the Egyptians? Well, yeah, the there's people them. who built the pyramids, who could have put a radio tower on top of one of their pyramids. Oh. But they didn't do that. Broadcasting live <laughs> from the corpse of a pharaoh. <laughs> Here's K-Egypt right here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, this, of course, has been touted for many years as a way to avoid a drunk driving charge. But it does mean you have to go all the way through with the plan to not actually be arrested. And that would, of course, be giving up your keys, like, say, this guy did, 32-year-old T. Vang of Sacramento, California. Police there say Vang apparently had too much to drink at a local bar, but remained with enough good sense to not try to get behind the wheel of his own car, instead opting to call for an Uber to take him home to sleep it off. But that's when it got weird. Uber driver Albert Castro later reported to police that within five minutes of Pulling away from the bar, passenger Vant accused him of not driving very well and then warned him that he was going to crash. Fortunately, Castro had a camera in his vehicle so we could all see what happened next. The two men began fighting over the steering wheel and thus control of the car and then Vang goes, I love you, brother! I don't want you to die! (laughs) 
the vehicle swerved across several lanes of traffic before the driver got free of the passenger and was able to notify police who then arrested Vang for DUI because if you put your hands on the wheel and you're drunk, you just committed a DUI. Even from the passenger side. I was just kidding. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah. Had you ever thought of that I've before, ne- Cliff? No, never really thought of that. Not at all. <laughs> I wish they could give tickets to my drunk buddies years ago when they used to sit in the back of the seat and yeah. basically mm-hmm. tell you how to drive. Uh-huh. Could you arrest this guy back here, please? <laughs> just, just arrest him. Just get him out of the car. <laughs> Take a wild guess at how many times the average American laughs a day they've done a research <laughs> on this how many times the average person laughs laughs yes is it like i don't know 50 no you're way way off there i am mm-hmm. how much eight really that's right the average american laughs i would you eight know, times a day i would say maybe twice an hour that's kind of what i was basing that on but only eight which is sad it is sad. america it's sad but you're listening yeah. to us this morning. This is true. So for you, maybe three. Maybe you'll get a three or this a three. morning. <laughs> Two? Is it Friday? Yes. <laughs> We're basically checking out after the 8 o'clock news, right? Yes. I'll go with one and a half. Of all the days, Cliff, to miss work, Yeah. I understand that yesterday... According to the text messages here yeah. we received overnight mm-hmm. and this morning... Yes. ...that... Uh, Max even mentioned me on the Midwest <laughs> oh, Digest. I for, yeah, I forgot that you didn't know about that. Yes. You were prominently featured at the end of the uh, Midwest Digest yesterday morning. I think we aired that like quarter to six, something like that, really early. Well, yesterday we should have aired that almost hourly. Cliff. Well. That would have been kind of cool. <laughs> it was It was so funny that I actually uh, recorded it and played it back a couple of times during the course of the program. Did you really? I didn't play the whole the whole thing because it's like four minutes long. Right. But I played like the 30 seconds where he's talking about it. I'm like, and, and basically it just indicates that, you know, we've all known, we have all known here locally about your, shall we say, issues finding love in your life. Yes. And now after that being aired on the Midwest Digest, everyone in the country knows. <laughs> I wonder if they could put that on my tombstone, Cliff. <laughs> Everyone in the country knows. Uh-huh. Well, it was awful nice of Max to do that. It I wished fun. I could have heard that, Cliff. Uh, well, I saved it for you. You can hear it. Oh, okay. okay. Well, and it's on the computer in well, the other room. Let me get a hold of it this morning. We'll be playing it every five minutes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. We'll be playing it in between songs. But I did hear, Cliff, yeah. from one of our texting friends that, well, maybe yeah. now mm-hmm. Max and I could team up with the uh, Midwest yeah. Digest. Yeah. And call it the Morning Midwest Digest with Weed, which has a nice <laughs> ring to it. That's a nice one. Don't you think? I think you're right. That's entirely possible. That's going to take a lot of work on your part, though. Well, I'm hoping Max will write it out and I just have to read it. <laughs> you just have to read it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll let Max do the work and I'll just do the reading. So any story he has about love failed, it's all yours, baby. You got it. <laughs> I'm the man. I'm yeah. the guy. Cliff, I don't know if this is a very good idea or not for what, Valentine's Day, uh, but it is kind of cute. What? In um, Los Angeles, there's a bakery yeah. out there, mm-hmm. and they're selling pimple popper cupcakes. <laughs> they look exactly like pimples. You squeeze them, yeah, and then they pop. <laughs> no, I don't know what goodness comes out of the pop whenever it does pop. 
Yeah. But I'm assuming it's some kind of... It a, would be an edible pus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd hear that word when I woke up this morning, Cliff. Um, edible pus. Wow. Now I'm going to have to go to work in my laboratory. I mean, you were going to make this? Not now. Oh. I've got something else now. Oh. I mean, the edible pus is already gone. <laughs> I think in my laboratory this weekend, Cliff, yeah. I'm going to work on toe jam long johns. Stuff. I mean, that filling. Well, yeah. toe jam. Yes. It'll be like two small long johns. Yeah. And then there'll be like toe jam in, in between the two. <laughs> What flavor is toe jam? You know, I'm going to have to do a little bit of work in my <laughs> laboratory to find out. To go with the pimple-popping cupcakes with, wow. with edible pus. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if I can beat that or not, though. That's going to be tough. Weed courts in England apparently take the charge of bank robbery quite seriously, especially when you commit a series of the crimes, like, say, this guy named Terrence Cole did, or tried to. Police there say Cole entered a total of six banks and two betting establishments over the course of two weeks, intent on committing a crime in each one. If found guilty, the court could have sentenced him to life in prison. If, in fact, he was a better criminal than he actually is, turns out the 61-year-old man was using a gray hairbrush poorly made to look like a handgun for each crime. In fact, one bank teller called him out and ordered him to leave empty-handed. Several other attempts saw Cole mumble so quietly that the cashiers could not hear his demands for money. So in all but one of the eight attempts, he made away with cash only one time. The other times he left empty-handed. And even in that one, he didn't actually realize he had any of the money until he got to the train station and found the bag with it as he was trying to make his getaway. While handing down the 12-year sentence... The judge said he could have gotten life, but fortunately, dude wasn't a very good criminal. <laughs> when the judge says you're a bad criminal, you should find a new line of work. They ought to just let you out of jail if he says you're a bad addict, Cliff. True. Can you yeah, imagine going right. in to rob a bank and whispering? <laughs> Excuse me. If you don't mind, i kind of like for you to give me the money. And don't forget to say please while you're... Oh, yes, please. Please give me the money. <laughs> Let's yes. go to the phone line. Hi, who's this? Tim Peach. Tim Peach. Where are you from, Tim Peach? Uh, Van Zandt. All right, do you know the phrase that pays for Grand Ole Opry tickets? I think so. All right, let's hear what you got. The world's dumbest question is the one that is unasked. That's it. Congratulations. You win. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you, Tim. Thanks for listening this morning. You have a great time at the Opry. And who do you want to see, Tim Peach? It don't make any difference to me. <laughs> there is no one that's a special artist for you? Not really. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. Anybody that plays, you're going to like it, and uh, I hope you have a great time, okay, Tim? That sounds like a plan to me. Thank just, you. Just just get me out of Vincennes. <laughs> there you go. All right. Is there is there a problem in Vincennes, Tim, or is everything okay there? It's okay. It's just kind of boring. Okay. Well, it won't be in Nashville, so you have a great time, okay? All right, man, guys. I appreciate it. You guys have a good weekend. You too. You too. Bye, Tim. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tim Peach for yeah. Vincennes. <laughs> Who just wants to get out. Yes. <laughs>
probably doesn't work for the Chamber of Commerce in Knox County, I would say. I don't know that, but... Yeah, I bet you're right. I'm just saying that yeah. it's probably uh, probably true, Cliff. Tim Peach still trying to get out of Vincennes. That, <laughs> that just kills me, Cliff. Trying to get out of here. Just get me out of Vincennes. Yes. Well, Cliff, I saw yeah. a new story this morning. What's that? That has a study out that says, and this is yeah. kind of weird, air pollution yeah. can affect your happiness. Really? If air, you, how happy you are. Is can be affected by air pollution. Yes, and when That's I first well, when I first read that, I thought, nah, yeah. I can't hardly believe that that would have any bearing on the way you feel <laughs> and your happiness. True. But then I got to thinking, Cliff. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been in a porta potty during the month of July <laughs> at some festival, <laughs> I'm not real happy let when me, I'm in there in July. Me, you mean like? Let me just just build that scenario because you know those porta potties are rated for a certain number of people for a certain number of days. Yes. Unless it's July. <laughs> and at a festival, there's probably, I don't know, you're probably exceeding that limit by like 20 times in one day. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not very... <laughs> and the sun's baking <laughs> the down sun. at 150 degrees in there. Air pollution can affect your happiness. Yeah, it makes me a little yeah. sad in July <laughs> and August. Well, Cliff, this is a pretty good idea from a text message. We need a song to warm things up. To Just warm a little things bit. up? You know... Well, Cliff, I saw the story, and I missed it by a day. Missed yeah. it by one day, because Wednesday mm-hmm. in Nashville, Blake Shelton showed up at his old red club. We did, huh? Unannounced. <laughs> I wondered if they would, because I know Jason Aldean's got one. Yeah. The Luke Bryan's got one. Yeah. Kid Rock has one. Mm-hmm. And the old red club, they're all right there together. I mean, you can throw a... A brick and hit each one right of the on buildings. The, right on the strip there in Nashville. Yes. Downtown. And Blake showed up yeah. to do a two-hour set where Holy he just cow. screamed and hollered, <laughs> whatever you want to hear, request some right, of these songs. Right, And bring more alcohol. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Hey, really? And that's exactly what he said. They've got a tour about to come up, and he said, I thought I would come yeah. in here and see if I could remember the... Uh, Words to the songs yeah. that I'm known for. <laughs> and I think that it's going pretty good so far. And he also said, who cares if I mess up tonight? Get a drink. Get me a drink. Everybody get a drink. And let's have some fun. Now, would that not be awesome if you were just sitting in there? If and, you were there and just suddenly without, you know, warning, this starts. Yes. It would be amazing. Got to say it. It would be top ten on the list of entertainment things that I've ever seen. It would be. Yeah. And how crowded do you think this place was whenever well, the word got out? Probably, yeah, once the word got out, oh, it was my. packed. Yeah, it would be packed. <laughs> Two hours. Chick-fil-A, Cliff, in the news this morning. Really? They're going to keep their 73-year tradition alive okay. and be closed on Super Bowl Sunday yeah. in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They have an actual oh. Chick-fil-A inside the stadium. Okay, so it's, in, it's at that stadium in Atlanta. Yes. And... Um, so even though, you know, the opportunity's there because Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday, there'll be no Chick-fil-A at the Super Bowl. Yes. Right. They, they released a statement saying they wanted their employees to be able to watch the game and not have to work. Now, I know the obvious thing here to say is... Is what? We want the referees to watch the game this, this time, please. too. Could, this time, could we have the refs watch the game? You're absolutely right. Kind of for our Saint fans that are uh, listening this morning, yeah. Cliff. But to be honest with you, I've seen a lot of people from the uh, New Orleans area complaining yeah. about the referee. And, and when a dude is sitting there wearing a Hawaiian shirt 
Yeah. And a toilet lid wrapped around his head. Yeah. That makes you wonder if you even <laughs> know there was a game going on. There's not a whole lot of credibility, basically, when he's trying to weigh in authoritatively on the outcome of the game. And then what Rita Foley didn't tell you about on the Associated Press news about, there. About what? Well, she mentioned, you know, the uh, little candy sweethearts will not be available this year. I believe we mentioned that a couple of we, days we ago. Have, we have, <laughs> in great detail, I might add. Yes. <laughs> But Cliff, what she didn't mention is... Was what? Krispy Kreme Donut. Yeah. They're taking up the slack because they're going to have conversation donuts that are (laughs) heart-shaped and have the same things on them. Yes. Okay. They're even going to update it a little bit for uh, today's language. Like They'll say, call me and be mine and all the feels and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. And they're going to start selling those next week. So you can still get the little conversation okay. pieces, if you wish, and trust me, they're going to taste a whole lot better. Than, than those, I don't know, pieces of chalk that you <laughs> used to be able to get. Yes. Right. Yeah. We really want you to anticipate winning tickets to see a country concert. As I'm, a matter of fact. I mean, if, you, if you're excited about it, so are we. We want you to be excited oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But there comes a point when you can be... Too excited, Cliff, if you look at the yes. text messages that just came oh, in. Oh, that one right there? Yes. Of course, anyone can text us at 812 uh, But it's not really necessary to go to that detail about how excited you are to win concert tickets. Yes. This uh, texter <laughs> yeah. heard yesterday, yeah. Chris Stapleton is coming to the Yum Center in Louisville. Yes. In November. Right. I mean, it's a long way off. It's a long way off. So there's a long time to be anticipated. Yes. And I quickly looked at the ticket prices, Cliff. And yeah. they, these aren't on the floor or VIP or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But they uh, are $40, $70, and $90 tickets. Which is not Somewhere bad. Somewhere in there. That's, that's not too that's bad. That's not a bad ticket uh, price for a concert ticket. Not anymore. But uh, the excitement you, level yeah, there. You, you might just want to, you know, because even if you are that excited, you don't have to tell us that. If I win those, I might wet myself. You didn't have to say it. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Just no. Thanks, but no. <laughs> Guess who won't be winning during the morning road show? Matt Hawking. I, yes. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Just a minute. What are you Just doing? Just a minute. Why did you have to wait to do this? Na- what are you doing? I'm finished writing this down. <laughs> what are you writing? What is well, that? If you've noticed, Cliff. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's out. Yes, it's yes. out. It's way out. It's the... the uh, it happened. Jar. I, I can't think of whatever to call it. We call it a jar? Yes. The It Happened Jar. It, it Happened Jar. That's, of course, whenever we do something uh, entertaining. Noteworthy. Noteworthy. Nice. Something's we, nice for done for to, us. To us or for us. Yeah. We uh, write a note down. And we put it in that jar. With the date on it so that yes. we know that it happened. And I, Cliff, yes. have found out through mm-hmm. some uh, text messaging friends this what, morning. What's that? That yesterday, yes. you, Cliff Ingram, yeah. actually did a take it to the bank. <laughs> this is true. Which I find noteworthy enough right. to put it inside the it well, happened jar. You know, I I've thought there would been have been many things that I had done that could have put been put into the it happened jar, but you have kiboshed them every time. So I figured I might as well, you know... Suffer the consequences of doing a take it to the bank if that's what it's going to take to get me something in the it happened jar. And here it goes. <laughs> You're in. What do You're you know? in the jar, Cliff. So did they, anyone tell you 
what yesterday's Ticket to the Bank was about? No, but I'm sure that it was award-winning and along the same lines as the Ticket to the Bank usually is. Well, it had nothing to do with poop. How's that? Surprising, yes. but okay. It had, uh, it had everything to do with shrinkage. Well, why wouldn't it? <laughs> Considering the fact, you know, what was it, 10 this morning? <laughs> Someone asked yesterday if you got shrinkage when it got cold. Your arms went up inside your body a little bit more. Look at them. Oh, yeah. Actually, they do. I don't know for a fact if there ever really was a Mrs. Butterworth or even an Aunt Jemima or, well, maybe not yeah. even a Mr. Appleby. I don't know about those, Cliff. Right. But I do know there was a real Dr. Pepper. Really? That's right. A real huh. Dr. Pepper. And that's what we're going to be telling you about on today's edition okay. of the award-winning Take it to the bank. <laughs> it's time now for the greatest radio segment in the history of radio. We like to call it just simply Take It to the Bank. Well, Cliff, yeah. I mentioned Dr. Pepper was you a did. real doctor. Yes. Do you remember the uh, couple of sayings Dr. Pepper had? You can drink it at 10, 2, and 4. Yeah. Remember that? I do. And I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? Oh, yes. 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 Well, Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. actually was real. A pharmacist named Charles Alderton created the actual soda, and his boss named it after Dr. Charles T. Pepper. This would have been like about 1885, if I I remember right. That's right. Yes. They had worked together earlier in his career, and so to honor his mentor, he called it Dr. Pepper. So this Alderton guy actually comes up with a recipe. Yes. But he works for this other guy. That's right. And this other guy goes, I'm going to name it after Dr. Pepper. That's right. Why would he have done that? Well, there's also some reference into the stuff yeah. that I saw, Cliff, that yeah. uh, he also yeah. may have yes. had a relationship with Dr. Pepper's daughter. Oh, really? So so perhaps he just named the soft drink, which became a global sensation, in order to get on the good side of Dr. Pepper. Because... But- he liked his daughter. So in some sense, he just wanted to pickle the pepper. And that's the way you run to take it to the bank. All of that was true except for what he said. He said. I'm pointing in his direction. What he said. Oh, I love my job. Cliff, anything said today? Well, the phrases of the day, 66% of the phrases of the day come from the twisted minds of our listeners and friends. The other one comes from me. Number three, if I win those tickets, I might just wet myself. Number two, edible pus. <laughs> that was mine, by the way. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, thanks to Tim, who said, just get me out of Vincennes. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the contact us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.